Hello and welcome to the Big Leads Press Pass Podcast. I am your host, Liam McEwen. And today with us, we have a very special guest. He is the face of the NHL on TNT, as well as a fellow Liam I have with me today, Liam McHugh. Liam, how are you, man? I'm great. Am I the first Liam on this podcast, aside from yourself? Aside from myself, yes, you are. Yes, you are. That is awesome. Well, you're the first Liam to ever interview me. So this is <laughs> this is a huge moment for us and virtually no one else. Well, a big step for Liam Kind, as they it is, Indeed, indeed. <laughs> anyway, Liam, so it's been about two weeks since uh, the NHL on TNT's uh, first season in a very long time here. You obviously are the studio host for all of TNT's NHL action. How's it been? How's, uh, how's the first couple of weeks been? Obviously, it's a bit of a change after spending a decade over at NBC Sports. So kind of what was your transition like and how did the start of the season get off for you guys? Uh, it's been great. Uh, and I'm you know not just saying that because uh, everyone says that about their new job. It's really been like fantastic. It's been uh, liberating and fun. And, uh, you know, it's always different. It's like any new job. You're trying to figure out where things are and how things work. And it's like first day of school in some ways. You're walking the wrong way down hallways and people are trying to help you. Uh, but the people I work with uh, and on the set, behind the scenes, everyone has sort of the same vibe where, you know, they want to have a show where it's entertaining. It feels Mm -hmm. a little bit more conversational, a lot more conversational at times. Uh, And it's whatever interests you the most at that time. If someone says something and it sparks a different conversation, you roll with it. And for me, that's what I want to do. You know, that's, that's been the best thing about this transition. Uh, It doesn't feel like I'm trying to wedge myself into a job. It feels like this is the job I wanted to be doing for a long time. And now someone's let me do it. Exactly. And it's a very unique opportunity just because, you know, rights change so infrequently in sports and kind of being able to join a team that's launching on its truly inaugural journey is probably, I mean, how do you feel about that? It's cool, right? It is cool. And it's, you know, it's different. And it's funny to like go down to Turner that uh, has been doing the things that they've been doing for a very long time and doing it extremely well. And this is a new world. Mm-hmm. So you're meeting people and, and they're asking, you know, questions that you haven't heard for a while because they're very basic and broad, but they need to be asked. Like, you know, how can we present this differently? How can we, you know, uh, bring certain people in? How do we want to discuss things? And I, th- I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm at that point where I'm 43. I'm soon to be 44. Uh, you know, I have kids. I live in the suburbs. I'm profoundly boring. And uh, it, it's you get very comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I am happy that I've had this move and it's taken me back to, hey, embrace some chaos, embrace some change, because this is the reason you got into this work to begin with. Uh, it's supposed to be different every single time. And I think that's been the cool thing about, you know, coming to Turner and starting something fresh from scratch. And, you know, even with the idea that everyone wants to aspire to be like inside the NBA, uh, I think most studio shows do because it's so successful. And it looks like everyone's having fun because they are having fun. Uh, You know, we're not trying to be them, but we're trying to enjoy ourselves as much as they are trying to enjoy themselves. So I think... Once you start there, it's a good place to to jump off from. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, speaking personally, it definitely comes through that lighter tone that's sort of, you know, you guys are just up there having fun. But speaking from your own personal role, I mean, somebody, you know, watching you guys every week probably wouldn't notice much of a difference in terms of what you yourself are doing compared to what you were doing this time last year. But as the person in question, you know, have if any, if, yeah, excuse me, in any way, how has kind of your role and what you're responsible for changed at all since you moved over from NBC? I think the difference for me is simply that, uh, you know, when I'm in the middle of the show and I know that there are certain things we want to get to or certain things we'd like to talk to, you know, I mean, there is a format, it's loose, but there are things that, you know, it is a pregame show. There are stuff you want to hit and fans expect to be uh, hearing and, uh, you know, and seeing on the air. However, when I hear a conversation spark or when I hear a comment that I feel like needs to be explored for whatever reason, be it it's interesting it makes sense for where we're going in the show or it's taken us way off the rails and i just find it to be a fascinating direction uh it used to be internally i'd sit there and say uh in my head do we have enough time can we get to this do we have to move on uh now there's this feeling of like all right uh, let's edit the show right now on the fly uh it's it, it's much more interesting we'll take it there if we get to that other direction great so be it but if this is what's going to be what people remember uh, and they take away and the reason they're going to tune in, let's just go with it for a while. And, and I think for me, it, it's, I don't know, it's what I want to watch when I'm home. Mm. So why am I not putting it directly on TV? I don't know. I, I, I feel like what's sticking with me is like, you know, my best friend to this day, when he was 15, he worked in a deli and he was like, I'm making sandwiches that I want to eat. Uh, so that's what I'm giving other people. And I feel like that's what this show is. I'm making a sandwich that someone else hopefully would, that I'd want to eat. So obviously if I'm making that, you're going to want it as well. Yeah. I got to say that's a fantastic analogy. No, I appreciate it. I, I don't know why it's when you're 15, things stay with you. Probably far more important information has been lost in my head <laughs> over the time, but, but the sandwich analogy has stayed with me. So. <laughs> well, it's never been more relevant than right now. So obviously with that sort of free flowing concept for a studio show, a crucial component of that is the chemistry that you have with the people you work with. And obviously that's a little bit of a process given that it's the first year with TNT. So kind of how has that process been going for you guys? It's been remarkably smooth. Uh, but, and I think it, it was more of a concern for me because I'd been in the same place for 10 years mm -hmm. and granted we, you know, I've worked all different sports. So I've worked with different analysts uh, and we've had a variety of analysts on, you know, our NHL and NBC shows over the years. But for me, you know their patterns, you know the cadence, you know when you can jump in. Um, and that's just something you have to learn. Now, Anson Carter and I have worked together for a long time. Uh, so that was easy. And, and that made the transition a little bit smoother. You know, we kind of would know where the other person was going. Uh, and even just basic things, like you do highlights. He can tell just by the inflection of my voice, like when I'm dipping down, he can jump in and vice versa. Uh, the other guys, you know, I knew, I knew Rick Tockett a little bit. Uh, I knew Biz, I'd say professionally, but frankly, I'd never met him face to face or really spoken to him, uh, Paul Biznet, until over the summer when he came in and he was, you know, talking to Turner, and so was I. And we sat at a desk and we just talked about hockey for a while, and it felt natural. It felt really comfortable, and it was unscripted and it was raw at times, and maybe even a little too raw for anything that we put on TV. But it felt like this was the spark. This is where we wanted to be. We we wanted that level of conversation. And then, you know, the biggest wild card, of course, is the greatest player of all time. You're bringing Wayne Gretzky in. And I had met Wayne Gretzky. 
I didn't know him well. He came on in the least comfortable environment, which is for you've got Wayne Gretzky for three minutes during the Stanley Cup final. He'll be escorted in by seven people in suits. He will be here and then he will be escorted out. So like, you know, you're just hoping that you get on there. No one gets offended. Wayne Gretzky says something decent about the Stanley Cup and everybody's happy and you can move on. Uh, But he came in and, you know, he has a different perspective because it's like having Michael Jordan for an NBA show. Mm -hmm. He has, everyone's going to stop and listen to everything that he says, but he's also a hockey player. So like I've called him, like he is like a subtle assassin. Guys start chirping each other and he is going back and he's mild mannered about it. He's got the sweater vest on, but he's just throwing daggers. And, (laughs) And there's, and the best is there's no comeback because they're from him. It's, over every everyone's a knockout punch and i don't know it's been it's been as i said like remarkably and surprisingly comfortable to the point where now like wayne gretzky called me three days ago because he's like hey i've noticed your glasses and you're taking them on and off during the air like i got a great eye guy you should go see him and i got (laughs) up the phone my wife's like i was like who who called you i said wayne gretzky he would like to recommend an eye doctor says i should go see him yeah, uh, it's it, it's a strange world, but uh, it's it's been fantastic. I feel like I don't know. I'm I'm as energized as I've been about the job in a long time, and I think it's because of the people I'm around. Be right back with more gold after a word from our sponsors. Obviously, you just talked a lot about what you guys have done really well over these opening weeks, but as uh, you were described to me as the guy who steers the ship for the NHL on TNT, and that'll be the case going forward. And so where are some areas, both maybe for yourself and your team, that you're looking on building and improving upon as the weeks and months go by here? Yeah, it's funny. It's like basic broadcasting. That, you know, and, and there are some things about basic broadcasting that I, I, I want to ignore. I want them to ignore. I would say, like, I, I want them to, if they see video, like, and it's something could pops in their mind, they can, you know, they can shout something out. Uh, if they can talk as we go to commercial break, it's okay. Uh, but there's definitely some like, hey, uh, the producer's saying there's 15 seconds left in a segment. Uh, you know, I don't want one analyst asking the other analyst, hey, what was that story about that time you were traded in 1993? Well, that's a 15-minute story, and you can't ask that question with 15 seconds left. Uh, so there's, like, some basic stuff that we have to clean up and get better because that's just the way it goes. Uh, you know, guys are new to TV, new to this format. You know, a business guy who's been on podcast, it's all long form. It's mm-hmm. all storytell. And I want that, and I want that energy. But, you know, an intermission is tight. It is a tight amount of time. So if you can get your point in, make it conversational, people can play off it within that time. That's a difficult skill. I think we're getting there. I don't mind if it's not the cleanest in the world. Like I did a lot of shows over my time that I got off and someone said, hey, that was a very, very good, crisp, clean show. And then I'd go be driving home later. I'm like, I don't know if that's, is that a compliment? Like uh, I kind of want it to be like entertaining. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, uh, it's okay to me if it's not perfect. Uh, we're not looking to pitch perfect games. We, you know, I think we're just looking to make some moments and have some fun. So there are little things here or there, but uh, guys, guys will get them. You know, we got a few guys. Rick Talk is just starting on TV too. I think he's going to be fantastic, uh, and I'm pumped that he's back this week. So it's uh, we'll get there. I'm not that concerned. Of course. Were there any uh, nerves from you and the team on that first opening night? 
Oh, it's always interesting too. For TNT, I mean, that's you know, that's like like we said, it's very unique. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity, really. I mean, what were your what were your what were your thoughts going into it? It's always uh, first night, especially when you're starting something brand new. Uh, and it's funny because I've now done at this point like opening night of hockey for many years, and I'm like, wow, I've never. And I don't think like in a decade I put this much thought into like <laughs> this first show. Uh, and you're, you know, you're trying to choreograph things, but you're also realizing that you're trying to choreograph something that's inherently out of control. So, uh, you know, once you let go of that, you're okay, but it's a different vibe. I mean, just walking through Turner, there's a lot more people there mm-hmm. than normally would be there. You know, a few weeks from now, a lot of those people aren't going to show up in terms of executives and people who want to, you know, have their get their two cents in and rightfully so uh or want to give you quick advice before you go out there but for the most part i would say people were just there to support which was great as opposed to getting nine different voices of this is what you should do and this is what you should do remember that it was more like hey we feel like we got some good here we have a good group you know everyone go out there do what they do we'll figure it out as we go it's not going to be you know it's not going to be 100 perfect the first time out uh I, and I, I would say that the buildup's always more nerve-wracking than the show. The show goes on, uh, the light comes on, we get going, and I feel much, much more relaxed. Uh, and I've said this before to people, and I don't think they believe it. Like I'm far more relaxed in that environment than I am in like everyday life. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm better at that than I am in just doing normal things. Uh, you can ask my wife. I'm like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm like utterly useless in, in normal life. We're all made to do something, right? <laughs> I guess. I hope so. God. Yeah. So one of the things that you've been describing is that it's certainly, you know, especially from that opening night kind of uh, scene that you 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 put into words for us is that there doesn't seem to be a very particular vision from you know the higher ups in the company who forked over all this money to get the NHL rights that they want you and the crew to conform to. It seems like it's a very teamwork oriented environment and everybody understands that it's a work in progress, which I think would come across yep. as a surprise to anybody who's been involved in business acquisitions and stuff like that, where it's like you buy the product and then you're like, all right, this is exactly what we want yeah. to look like. So, I mean, in terms of just how free flowing has it been? Well, I mean, I think it's one of those things where uh, we have producers and we have people working on the show and working on ideas and it's, but I, I think the idea is let's start with a lot and let's trim, not let's add on as we go. And to me, that's a, a much better way of, of going about it. Uh, you know, and let's not be married to a lot of this. Uh, there's some stuff. Yes, we absolutely have to get on. Let's face it. It's still TV. Uh, there's still some sponsored stuff that absolutely has to get on. Let's make sure we have that. But as we go, let's be willing to get rid of some things because if the conversation's free flowing, if something comes up, uh, and really, you know, you also have to factor in like, hey, if something happens on the ice, which, uh, you know, we really have to factor in in this game. You know, someone takes an elbow to the head right before the intermission, all of a sudden, everything we were talking about, it goes out the window. Um, And I think everyone's willing to, you know, work on the fly in that way and realize it's still live TV. Um, and I think the, I, for the most part, listen, bringing Barkley on is, uh, something that you have to do, something we're thrilled to do, but it's also like wind him up and let him go. You know? <laughs> yeah. And the, the cool part about, I think the rest of it is anything we're trying to do that's fun or funny. We're trying to do organically, you know, uh, I think Turner does such a good job of incorporating social media. Um, 
but they do it in a way that's very much within the frame of the show where it's not like, Hey, we've been scouring social media for three days. We found something great. We're going to put it in there. It's more like, what are people saying right now mm-hmm. about something that just occurred? Uh, because it, it's, you know, we can just keep forwarding these conversations and they do that. So they're on top of it. Uh, and for me, it's great because even though I'm hosting, I don't know what's going to be up there and I'm reacting as well. So I don't know. I know I've meandered through this whole thing, but there's a vision, but it was what I very much enjoyed was they found that uh, they think they've collected the right people for this job. They know that we want uh, the audience to feel like we're having fun out there because they will enjoy it as well. But this is not a situation where anyone came to us before and we're like, Hey, we now own hockey. This is the rating we expect for your show right Mm -hmm. away. Now, is that time going to come? I'm sure it absolutely will. But that's not the way we're starting and it's not the way we're building. For sure. And then from your own you know, personal perspective, last couple of falls when you were at NBC, you were doing a lot of different stuff other than just the hockey stuff. You were kind of a jack of all trades for them. And as of right now, anyway, at TNT, this is pretty much the one thing that you're doing and it's the one thing you're tasked to do. And so just as far as how that's been different from the last couple of years for you and what, you know, if any benefits have emerged from it, kind of just walk us through that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's definitely, uh, first of all, there's a quality of life difference, which is pretty nice. I, I spent uh, a lot of time away and a lot of time on planes uh, over the last few years. And I'm grateful for that experience. I mean, who gets to go to, you know, Sunday night football uh, away games, you know, every single Sunday for three years, it, it was fantastic. Uh, but uh, when you're doing that and you're thinking about, you know, several other sports at the same time, there is this feeling that you're just sort of floating in, in and out of different sports. And maybe, you know, quite a bit about something, but you aren't recognized for being the person there. So, um, you know, you have some input in what you're doing, but you're also just trying to make sure you do everything cleanly and doing everything correctly rather than uh, doing it perhaps to the best of your ability. I think I tried, uh, you know, uh, to do that either way, tried to inject who I was into some of uh, my hosting and my reporting, but, uh, and I loved it. So I'm, I'm not going to knock it. It was a tremendous experience. Um, here, I obviously have a little bit more time uh, with my family, which is nice. Uh, at least I think it's nice. I don't know. <laughs> I, I can see them growing tired of this very, very quickly. Uh, but I would say that the cool thing is I'm uh, a little bit more ensconced in just the sport, in mm. hockey. And I'm in communication with the people who are doing the show and my analysts uh, on a more regular basis. And uh, I think that's more because of me than the people I worked with in the past, because I think they would have gladly communicated with me constantly, but it always felt like I, I had a million different things to do. Uh, so I, I, I think, you know, there was this feeling of like, let's leave him alone, let him do his thing here. Guys are back and forth, constantly texting, constantly communicating, um, you know, and because of that, I, I feel like, um, you know, there's some ownership of the show and uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's ego, but for me, it's just, it's just a way where I don't know. I, I feel like there's an emotional involvement now. Like I really do. I want the show to succeed for more than professional reasons. I want it to succeed because I'm, uh, you know, I'm investing more time, more effort, more energy into it uh, because it's all I'm focusing. Yeah. I mean, it's your, you know, this is your thing. This is yeah. your show is your thing. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's one of these things where like you tap dance around it because you don't want to like discredit anything you've done in the past. And I don't like, 
I mean, the opportunity I had the last 10 years was tremendous. Uh, and who knows what the future is going to bring. But for now, right now, it's, it's nice to just sit here and, you know, have three screens on watching hockey all the time and getting texts about it. And uh, I mean, it's not like I'm not watching football. I'm watching that too, but uh, it's, uh, it's been good, man. Very glad to hear it. You mentioned, you know, there's a lot of communication going on between you and the crew, and which reminded me of the fact that Wayne Gretzky called you to recommend an eye doctor, which I think is an all-time story that you should hold on to forever. But it reminded me, I wanted to ask you, what was your reaction when you heard that you'd be working with friggin' Wayne Gretzky? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was so cool. Uh, it's, uh, you know, surreal to tell your you know, first of all, any friend of mine that's a hockey fan, they're like blown away. Uh, you know, and that first show where I'm out on the set and it's Wayne Gretzky and Charles Barkley, like the amount of texts and calls I got after the show, especially from childhood friends. Uh, uh, you know, my kids, my kids, I'm telling them like, hey, you know, I'm working with Wayne Gretzky. They're like, oh, my God, the guy from Mighty Ducks 2. I'm like, yes, that, guy, yes. <laughs> that exact guy who he did, nothing, did nothing else in his life, but he was in Mighty Ducks 2. Uh, so fired up about that. Uh, it's, I don't know. I, I, I think I embraced it. There were definitely, there were some people who were like, Hey, like, you know, we haven't seen him on TV. What's he going to be like? Is he going to be like Barkley? And I don't know. I, I wasn't worried about that. You got to let every person be themselves. And, uh, I don't know. It, it's, it was a strange moment, but it's also one of those things where you do the job and you're like, all right, like, this is the guy you're working with. Like, let's figure out how we're going to make this work. What's the best way to bring Wayne Gretzky into all these conversations. And what's the best way to get a real uh, opinion from him and an insight from him. You know, we want to have fun, but I also want to like, I want Wayne Gretzky to be able to take me inside his mind as a player and then add perspective on players today. So what does that mean? That means take me inside the mind of Connor McDavid. Okay the guy who is widely considered the most talented player in the world, but has yet to win. And he happens to play for the Oilers and he seems unbelievably competitive like you. So what were those first few years? Like when did you start hearing those whispers of, Oh yeah, this guy's awesome. He better win. He better win right now. The MVPs and being good, uh, you know, making a run in the playoffs, not enough. And he's willing to share those stories, you know, and he's willing to share that insight. And the fact that he is, uh, is what's going to drive him as a personality on the show. So you start getting into uh, how you want to, you know, how you want to essentially show the audience Wayne Gretzky and you hope that he opens up on his own. He has done that, but also how you want to push him a little bit in terms of, you know, give us a little bit deeper on this. And I've been pleasantly surprised like with how willing he's been to take us inside the locker room when he played his conversations with teammates, his conversations with coaches. Uh, and, you know, I, I can only say that I, I, I truly hope that that keeps uh, going, continues. Yeah, I mean, he's Wayne Gretzky. Obviously, it's an awesome name to have. And the insight that he can bring to the table is unique, would be understating the matter. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. When you were kind of approaching this as the first show came around and you were looking at it as trying to integrate a new cast member into the studio... I mean, you know, were there any just like basic, it goes back to what you were talking about before with the basic broadcasting stuff, like what yeah. basic broadcasting stuff did you have to try to make sure that, you know, everybody was on the same page with uh, as far as just, you know, ignoring what the name is, just integrating a new personality who's never really been on TV. Like, Oh, I mean, with Gretzky right away, you know, first show we did, uh, 
you know, they do a post-game interview. It's usually right on the ice. It's usually whoever's, uh, you know, right next to the benches, uh, which is Keith Jones uh, for that first game. But it was going to be Ovechkin. He scored two goals in the opener. We've obviously been talking about Ovechkin chasing Gretzky's all-time goal record. So there was an opportunity. Hey, you guys at the desk, you can talk to Ovechkin, which I'm sure the conversation went something like, hey, Obi, uh, we'd like you to do a post-game interview. And he was like, ah, I don't want to do a post-game interview. And they're like, well, Wayne Gretzky will be interviewing you. And he said, okay, let's do that <laughs> post-game interview right now. So uh, it's pretty nice to have him there for that reason. But then uh, you turn, you, you know, we tell Gretz that like, hey, listen, we're going to be talking to Obi after the game. He's like, all right, cool. And then like two seconds later, he's like, oh, I got to ask him questions, right? Like, you, you know, this is a man who's been interviewed his entire life. He's like, he's like, all right, all right. I got to think of some questions now. And it's like, you know, so I, and he's open to the fact that he's like, Hey, you know, like, what do you think I should ask him? I'm like, well, you know, you should ask him right away. Like whatever just stands out and interests you. If you're looking for a direction, I said like, how old is Ovi? You know, like that. What, what were you feeling at that age? Like, what was your, you know, like, what was your health? Like, what were your legs like? And, you know, he dove right into it. You know, just the idea that like, Hey, like I hit your age. I had to change my game a bit. Like, you know, tell me about yours. And, uh, but it's funny, like it is one of those things in the moment that like, unless he speaks up and is like, Hey, uh, we're doing the interview here. Like you get very comfortable in your job and you're like, yeah, that's what we're doing. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. you've never done this. You've never been on this end of the, the microphone. So uh, there's that. And uh, there's just, you know, the general, like, Hey, we're coming back. Um, you know, I think they've gotten used to the fact that like, it's not, while well, I'm a traffic cop, it's not necessarily pre-scripted traffic. So there was a feeling of like, Hey, who's talking first, who's doing that. And while I may tell the directors of the show that I kind of want the guys to realize, Hey, you've watched the game. You know what we're talking about. There's going to be some spontaneous questions. We'll see where it goes. And they've been cool about that. However, there's also moments where we talked about like, uh, you know, Jimmy Hayes and, uh, you know, his, uh, what his father said after he died and about it, trying to help other families who, you know, maybe have addiction problems or mental health issues. And that's something that, you know, you try to tell you, obviously I, I talked to all the guys in advance just to make sure that they were comfortable with it. And I told them, I said, you know, don't overthink it. Don't over script it. Uh, you know, and that's my only advice. I'm not going to put words in your mouth. But, you know, if you can speak openly and honestly about it, uh, you really can't go wrong. Um, and for me, I think with these guys, the idea is not to overload them with stuff in advance, not to get them thinking about it too detailed. And the number one thing, as I've, I've told analysts, regardless if I was at NBC or here, don't worry about stats. I, like, I will, I will handle that. Don't get bogged down in numbers. Don't script anything. Speak from the heart. And, uh, they're, they're hockey players. When I said, don't worry about stats and speak from the heart, they were like, great, great. I didn't want to deal with a lot of that anyway. So. Perfect. And then just looking at the big picture here, you're in the early days of what is a lengthy NHL season. So what are you looking forward to most from yourself and your crew as the season rolls along here? Uh, right off the bat, I'm looking forward to the outdoor games. Uh, I love them. Uh, and I think we're gonna have a little bit more time to have fun. We're going to be in different environments. Uh, I'm curious to see how some of these personalities react uh, with a live crowd around them, because if this is how they behave with basically no one around in the studio, it's going to be really interesting when there are fans, you know, a few feet away from them. 
So uh, I'm pumped to go to Minnesota, to go to Nashville, uh, to go up to Canada for a few of our games. And, uh, but I'm, I'm also just interested to see like how this develops over the next few months, you know, how much we can keep. It's easy. You know, in some ways it's easy. The first two shows because there's a chaotic energy to it, right? Because it's new, it's fresh and you're doing it. You know, you start getting into November and people are paying attention to other sports and college basketball starting. And, you know, is that energy going to dip? I don't want it to, Uh, you know, we're doing this. It's it's once a week in the fall, like let's make it an event. Uh, We may not have the audience that some of the other sports are having, but if you're tuning in, you're going to tune in because it's, it's entertaining. It's real. It's hockey. Let's make it that let's keep it that way and keep it fresh every week. And uh, I think these guys are, are are the guys to do that. Uh, But I'm curious to, you know, curious over the next couple of months, if we can keep going up, you know, uh, I don't want to plateau. I'd like to keep going and then, you know, hit some outdoor games, get into the second half of the season. And then there's nothing like playoff hockey. I mean, I've said a million times, but like that energy is easy at that point because everyone's pumped in the game circuit. There really is nothing like playoff hockey. And Liam, I'm really looking forward to seeing what you guys do with the rest of your time this year. But that brings the end to the po- of the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. It was a great conversation. No, nah, thanks for having me on. Uh, always good to chat to, with another Liam. I'm going to tell you, uh, you don't, do you have any kids? No. Okay. I uh, was the only Liam growing up. Now I go to playgrounds. Everyone's kid is named Liam. (laughs) All I hear at playgrounds are frantic mothers shouting, Liam, Liam. And it's like really disorienting because if someone was shouting that name when I was a kid, it was because I was doing something wrong. So something for you to look forward to. (laughs) We were ahead of the curve. We were. (laughs) Exactly. Everybody else can. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, Liam. I appreciate it. And thank you, audience, as always, for tuning in. I'm your host, Liam McEwen, signing off.